welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. <laughs> I had kind of a brain fart there about the word relationship on Valentine's Day. Very interesting. <laughs> Bring that up in your next therapy session. <laughs> I might have to. Hmm, what does it all mean? Hmm. Well, you're Jordan. I am Jordan, yes. And you and are I'm Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Off to an amazing, amazing start. <laughs> I think it's fun. I'm having a great time. This week we are talking about the Netflix limited series Inventing Anna. Last week we may have lied to you and told you we were going to watch Dollface, but we realized that Inventing Anna came out and we had to jump on the bandwagon and see what see what was happening. And boy, did we. Yeah, did we make the right decision? <laughs> unclear. Honestly, unclear. But yes, we will give you our full report in a, in a, in a few. <laughs> but first, we have some TV news. I will start by saying that they're working on a Blade Runner 2099 TV series for Amazon with Ridley Scott, and I'm intrigued. I liked the Blade Runner movies, and I think it could look really cool. Yeah, I've only seen the first one. I never saw the new one. Oh, you gotta see it. It's cool. Yeah. Very long. That's the thing I know. I know it looks cool and it is long. <laughs> and I also know it's best to see it on a big screen and I missed it. So that mm, is what's been holding me back. But I do need to watch it. Um, so yeah, that's exciting news. Um, they announced today. They've been uh, dropping hints um, about there's going to be three hosts of the Oscars. Um, great meme. Meme content. Uh, while we haven't had the finals, the final answer for that yet. I and haven't seen any of those memes. Oh, really? There were some yeah. funny ones. What was... Well, now I have to look up what my favorite one was that I... Oh, someone did one of, like, um, three different versions of Lady Gaga, like Chromatica Gaga, and then a picture of Lady Gaga in a suit on a Zoom call, and then Joe Calderon was the last one. <laughs> <laughs> and I love a good Joe Calderon reference. So um, did the Academy, like, tell us that we are going to have three hosts it was like some like film update twitter that was like oscars 2022 will be a three-act show with a different host helming each hour which three people do you think have been tapped to host this year okay that makes sense yeah and that was like the kind of the tweet i saw circulating of people doing bits on who they think it'll be and who's it gonna be well um you know drum roll please (laughs) um (laughs) Amy Schumer, Regina Hall, and Wanda Sykes. Which, I'm very intrigued. Great. That sounds like a, a good trio to me. I'm down. Yeah, I think it will be interesting. I know. Last year's, I feel like, were a flop, kind of, like, host, because there was no host, and it was, like, kind of missing, like, it felt like a piece was missing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, why not? Try something totally different. Yeah. Speaking of Amy Schumer, she has a new show coming out on Hulu on March 18th called Life and Beth. A trailer dropped. I didn't watch it, but looks like there's some fun people in it, and 
I always actually end up liking Amy Schumer stuff, so mm-hmm. I do too. My last piece of news is that they Disney Plus dropped the release date of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, and it will drop on May 25th. Sooner than I had known. I'm pretty shocked at how quick that is. And it's fun because that's the 45th anniversary of the very first Star Wars movie coming out. Oh, that's fun. New Hope. So, yeah, very cute. So, they must be scrambling to make that date because <laughs> it seems like a very, very fast turnaround. But Seriously. I'm excited. Um, I'm surprised that one of your pieces of news wasn't that the Beauty and the Beast prequel is on hold. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I think I blocked it out again because I just couldn't have another spiral like <laughs> out of control like last week. We won't let you spiral, but it's just uh, honestly comical that it's so funny. Right after Rita Ora got announced to be joining it, it was canceled. We couldn't help but laugh. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's why you can't jinx these things like have your boyfriend post on his main feed of on his instagram grid didn't he do that like he posted yes. like a screen grab yes oh my gosh like you were just jinxing it i don't know especially because like rita will never truly be famous <laughs> like she's famous but like she will never i don't know like will she ever be the star of anything that's kind of the question i know that's what you know I love the podcast Two Weekly, and that is just kind of like the eternal question they're always asking. <laughs> and this was maybe going to be it, but nope. It was going to help. She was going to get that Disney money. Yeah. But they were like, no, no, never mind. <laughs> she's not ready. Poor Rita. I don't feel bad for her at all. <laughs> she's my enemy right now, but I do feel a little bad for her. <laughs> Did you see the new Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power trailer that was played during the Super Bowl? I did. It looks kind of cheesy. I, um, no one that I was watching Super Bowl with was impressed. Okay. Especially when we know it's supposed to be expensive. Why did it kind of look like a video game? Okay. I'm glad I'm, we haven't talked right? about this yet and I was kind of nervous to say it. So I'm glad we're on the same side. The history. This is art, <laughs> Taylor. How dare you? Like uh. it kind of looked worse than the original Lord of the Rings movies, which like, I know we just recently rewatched all of them and we were like in awe at like how non cheesy they looked for like the time that mm-hmm. they were made in. So it's just like kind mm-hmm. of disappointing, but maybe, maybe it'll be better. Yeah. And I mean, and I feel like it's also not a good sign that I haven't really seen anyone reacting or talking about it either. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't want it to be flop city, no. but not a good start. Yeah. So, like we mentioned, well, like I mentioned, I guess, we watched Inventing Anna on Netflix. And this is a limited series um, centered around not only Anna Delvey slash Anna Sorkin. Is that her name? Yeah, sometimes it sounds like they're saying Sorkin, like Aaron Sorkin. Other times they're like, they're like, Sorokin or Sorokin. I and other times there's even more stuff to Sorokin at like the end. Oh yeah, like really rushing. Yeah. So we're just gonna go with Anna Delvey, but even more so, it's actually 
around the article that was written about her originally in, I think, The New Yorker. I think that's right, because I was looking up, I was like, okay, Manhattan Magazine, what is that really supposed to be? Well, I mean, so, we yeah, can get into right. that beef later, but I have... Or it might even been New York Magazine, now that we say that. It's something with... It's New York something. It's one of those New York ones. Not the Times, I know that. Yes. Yes. All right. And so, Anna Delvey famously kind of was coined the, like, millennial scammer, basically. So for our top three, we are saying our top three TV characters that we think would be scammers that could kind of fall into this Anna Delvey hole. Who's your number three? It was kind of hard for me to narrow down at first, but then I was like, because I think it's like, these are characters that I do love, Mm -hmm. but I think they have it in their hearts to scam. And um, my number three, I have Mindy Lahiri from the Mindy Project. (laughs) Oh my gosh. My number three is also from the Mindy Project, and it's Beverly. <laughs> oh, genius. Genius. Oh, my gosh. That makes me miss the Mindy Project so yeah, much. Yeah, but I could see both of them falling for each other's scams. So Yeah, totally. Brilliant answers by both of us. I agree. That was what a couple of brilliant geniuses. <laughs> I um, cause Mindy, she's ob- she's really smart, but she s- herself will say like she's selfish. Like I don't think she would feel guilty about scamming people, especially not um, like people she actually loves. Yeah, like I really think that she has it in her to be a scammer. Yeah, like I could see sure. her like calling up like she receives a package from J Crew and she like gets everything that what she ordered but she calls them and tells them that she didn't get everything she ordered just to like receive duplicates mm-hmm. and then she starts some like <laughs> online resale thing you know type of thing <laughs> yes yes wow you really thought about this plan a lot yeah i was gonna say this sounds like a fully developed business plan but i promise it's not oh my gosh all right what who's your number two my number two is jenna maroney from 30 rock brilliant Especially because I was also thinking on, like, the business side of things. It's, like, I can kind of see her doing the talk and, like, kind of getting the investors, like, potentially maybe, but just having nothing to back it up and it all, like, just falling flat on her face and just, like, ghosting these firms when they say they need to do one more due diligence (laughs) check on her family in Europe and things like that. And love Jenna, but she truly is all in it for herself and would not have any guilt scamming anyone close to her (laughs) totally wow i can't wait to hear who your number one is because this is already so good (laughs) my number two is a real person (laughs) it's heather ray young from selling a sunset (laughs) oh my gosh it just wow that's so funny people like her that are like overly sweet and nice and kind of talk in that like specific tone of voice I just don't really trust them and Mm -hmm. like she seems like someone who would accidentally get tangled up in some sort of scam and then Tarek would hear about it and then he would be like wait this is great and then they would have this Mm -hmm. whole scam empire I was just going to say how um, he would be the perfect scammer boyfriend. Yes, totally. 100%. Well, they really could. They could get caught up in like the uh, Magnolia remodeling <laughs> scammers. It's like true. that could be them. That could be. So, hmm. 
feels a little too real almost yeah <laughs> hope she doesn't hear this and get any ideas <laughs> uh, my number one again a character that i love but i can 100 percent see her doing this and that is alana from broad city <laughs> i just think she knows she needs money she's just and... doing everything she can for that coin Mm-hmm. like i feel like she runs some minor like low level scams frequently um so maybe it's kind of cheating because she kind of in some ways already is a scammer but i think she should just take it to the next level and be like really a high level um sca- like just the f- the full scale scammer <laughs> corporate level go up the ladder to a full-fledged scammer i love it mm-hmm and I feel like she would do it in like a Robin Hood way, like steal from the rich to feed the poor. I don't know. I think she would she would want the coin for herself, but I actually I think that she would kind of have like a message behind it. <laughs> uh, great answer. My number one is Pete Campbell from Mad Men. I feel like he's extremely wow. lucky that he like got into like a corporate environment because I think if he would have been not in like a corporate position he would have easily started some sort of scam empire because like Mm -hmm. he just thinks he deserves it and would do anything to get it Mm -hmm. i mean step number one is that sense of entitlement totally you're on your way to being a scammer Mm -hmm. (sighs) yeah that's a genius answer yeah like what if his character instead of being in mad men he was like part of the like the amway MLM like early days or something. Totally, like he could have totally done that. Possibilities are endless. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess it's time that we spill the tea on how we felt about inventing Anna, which we have talked up quite a bit. We've been talking about this show Mm -hmm. for a while in our news section. We are very excited. We love Julia Mm -hmm. Garner, and I've been very invested in the Anna Delvey story. And, wow, I guess I'll just start by saying I was very let down. Yeah. Jordan, you agree? I I do agree. I feel like, yeah, the cast was really good. Really good cast of a lot of people from the Shonda Rhimes multiverse. But missing people from How to Get Away with Murder. I'm sorry. I couldn't help but notice. Yeah, that felt kind of pointed. <laughs> But yeah, this was a bit a big disappointment for me. A lot of it was the pacing of the show. It's nine episodes. That is at least two episodes too long. That are all an hour plus. Yes. And like the show's just I think its core problem was focusing on the wrong things. I we love Anna Klumsky. We love her on Veep. Um she's so good and she was insufferable in this show. I I didn't I didn't care about anything in her storyline at all. I I wanted more. I well I didn't need more. I feel like there was enough Anna Delvey plot lines, but that's what we came here to see, you know? Mm-hmm. They didn't need to they they didn't need such a focus on really any other of the I think any of the legal or uh journalism aspects. Agree. I felt like I was very confused why she was the main character when it was clear to me that the most interesting part of the story is Anna Delvey's story, so she should have been the main character. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, with such a stacked cast, like even even like really small parts were like really fun people that we really love. It was just like there clearly was something wrong behind the scenes because or like like with the director or some I I I don't know I don't know um, TV well enough to like point fingers, but like. It was pretty clear to me with like such a stacked cast who like are clearly great actors why this felt so cheesy and like the acting was just like straight up bad and Mm. like I can't even blame it on the actors really but like I felt like they just did a disservice to like all of their main characters. I felt like one of the other main characters is the lawyer who is played by stewie from succession i don't know his real name (laughs) that's just what i call him (laughs) and he looked so bad and also i was confused by that whole storyline he was really miscast actually now that i think about it why wasn't he one of like the tech bros great question like he had more to do as the lawyer for sure but that is just that was just bad casting he's not like Anna Delvey calls him ugly several times and like he's not ugly <laughs> enough to play like an ugly person. Well, and supposedly like, like the pictures it was just bad casting. of the end where it like shows the real life person. I was like, oh, what? He's he was like very not even close, but everyone else was like pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like the music was a big part of why it also felt really cheesy. It was just so loud that it felt like it was trying to like cover up how bad the show was that it actually mm-hmm. only made it worse in my opinion yeah and they were a lot of like girl boss anthems that like are good but not in this context like it didn't it made it feel really just like you're you I can't not use the word cheesy like you've been saying mm-hmm. like it it was just kind of embarrassing like a lot of eye rolls when they had the um what do you call it when the music starts? That like cool word. Record drop or needle. Like I think of the needle drop. <laughs> like it was just like. And it was really funny because like this show. It was not like edited. Like they could swear whatever words they wanted. But like a lot of the songs were edited. Yes. And it was really embarrassing. I was like, why did you edit? have to edit this song? Great question. It was that so that was kind of strange to me because I was like, all right, was this made for network originally? No, clearly not. No. The script wasn't network ready. Yeah. So yeah, it was weird. Um, I also really hated the. I think it was. I can't remember what episode it is. It's like episode eight, maybe. Anna Klumski's character goes to Germany, and that whole episode <sighs> is honestly filmed so cheesy, like. Oh my gosh. It felt like a completely different series, but even more cheesy than it already was. So it was just like shocking. Mm -hmm. And I think that episode was such a problem. It was completely pointless. Um, And I I feel like the show was just had a lot of confusing points of view. Like, I would think that if she, she goes to Germany and learns that literally Anna's lied about everything... But she comes home from Germany, like, even more determined to, like, help Anna and, like, basically interfere with the trial. Yes. In different ways. And so it's like, wouldn't you take this and be like, 
wow, I just confirmed that, yes, because she went to literally see, like, oh, maybe, maybe, well, it was just, it was just very stupid, but it's, like, it was, like, the episode never happened, because what she should have, how she should have reacted was, like, wow, my, I was right in my article not to trust Anna, she is a liar, and I just confirmed it. Yes. And instead, she came back and, like, felt really guilty that Anna was, like, charged. It didn't make any sense. (sighs) It was so, I don't know. I'm I'm fine with a show that like kind of has a gray area and is showing like that things are complicated and different characters can kind of be good and bad. But this was just like a mess. Like this didn't really have a statement about Anna all oh, after everything, you know, mm-hmm. or about like some of the side characters. Like I, I, it didn't feel very intentionally done. It felt like just kind of sloppy, very, very messy and sloppy. My last two points are just that there was a time where um, Anna Klumsky's character was also like taking pictures and it's always my biggest pet peeve in TV shows when they are using the flash to take pictures of like this book where the flash was showing up on every page. I'm like, you are a journalist. You should know better. And same with her having her freaking phone on loud while she's in a courtroom and like her keyboard clicks are going off and like she at one point takes a picture and the picture sound goes off and I'm just like we know what you're doing on your phones without those stupid sounds no one has had those sounds Mm -hmm. on since like 2005 and if one of the sounds does go off it's embarrassing like humiliating yes yeah I feel like that's a good example of it just kind of felt like they were like you know people that are going to watch this are going to be really dumb and we're going to need to spell out every little thing to them and not like they're not going to get it they're not going to understand that she's taking a photo (laughs) with her phone right now and like that really carried through the series (laughs) like it was over explaining and yet also didn't make a lot of sense at times and i was let down because it's a great story Mm -hmm. it's it's sad my last thing was just that the way I would fix this show is um do it in the same style as Netflix's Operation Varsity Blues where they had it was like mostly documentary but then would have reenactments and because like keep Julia Garner reenacting as Anna Delvey but then maybe have interviews from the actual people that were involved uh and victims of the scams because like they had photos from those people like that would just have been I would have liked to just see it more of as a, as a documentary style rather than like this full drama with like all these side characters with all their own like plots going on that I just I only wanted the facts about what happened with Anna Delvey. Mm-hmm. So that's how I would fix it. Yeah, that's a great point. I also found it a little bit confusing how at the beginning of every episode they're like this story is t- completely true except for the parts that are made up and I'm like hmm are you allowed to do that like shouldn't you I need Mm -hmm. to know what parts you're making up then if you're like pulling this off as like a true story but it seems kind of confusing Mm -hmm. to me as a viewer and even I 100% agree I'm glad you said that because I was kind of like is this just me or whatever like because it's like okay are you saying that her like Anna's the, a liar and so her stuff that she's claiming is made up or that you invented all these things 
and none of this i can't believe any of this is true yeah it was confusing something i was meant to look up and i didn't and maybe you'll know and if not we can just cut this right out but did you (laughs) did anna delvey participate in the making of this series well what i did see I don't know if she was like a consultant or something, but I did see that Netflix paid her like 300 grand for the rights to her life story. They did. Yes. Okay. This is, that's really interesting because yeah, I was thinking that they, the reasoning why they had the point of view from the uh, journalist who wrote the story is because they bought her like rights and didn't buy it from Anna so I was like that was why I was like oh maybe this is why the point of view is so confusing but now that makes me even more mad because they had it from they Mm -hmm. bought it from Anna well and it's actually I was thinking about this life rights situation when like part one of the big moments in the finale is when they nail her friend Rachel for selling the rights to this story to all these places and it's like Anna literally did like you literally bought this from Anna so I thought that was kind of funny well and Um, I saw that I was stalking Anna on Instagram she's still very active on Instagram and she was like posting about it so that was why I was curious it's just a missed opportunity because I do think it's a really interesting story yeah I totally agree I just felt like the the tone of the show was way off too confusing to really understand what I was supposed to get from it agree uh, Shonda, Shonda, Shonda. It's kind of surprising because Bridgerton was so good <laughs> that I like had kind of Bridgerton. I had like faith in Shonda's new Netflix thing. And then like when all these scandal characters were showing up in the show, it just felt very distracting and mm-hmm. confusing. Bridgerton, you know, Bridgerton wasn't perfect, but it was way better than this. Yes. I liked it so much more than this. Agree, agree. Oh, my last question is like, I did think that this was kind of funny. I did like the, how they kind of brought in the Firefest and Martin Screlly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was clever. And I wanted to know if like she was actually that close to both of those situations or not. I don't know, but... I don't know. If she was, that's pretty funny. And if she wasn't, good idea. Yeah, I want to go back and, like, read. Because I know there's a lot of articles already out comparing, like, what really happened with, like, the show. So I'm excited to check that out. Me too. I've already been telling people that they can skip it. Um, A lot of people have been watching it, though. So it is kind of fun to, like, discuss it with people about um, how not good it is. (laughs) (laughs) i was was, it's lame if it were shorter i would say go for it because it's an interesting story and i like seeing the details of all the money and things like that Mm -hmm. but it's really long so it's kind of a commitment yeah i would say you can watch the morocco episode (laughs) and that was the best episode i liked that episode it was really stressful i agree and that's kind of how i wish i would have felt the whole show the whole series because it was actually like what's gonna happen like it felt like real like if I were in this position what would I do Mm -hmm. it also just made me a little bit worried about the Hulu show Girl from Plainville um, with Elle Fanning like it kind of I'm curious to see how that one goes because 
it's kind of a similar story in the fact that like it just recently happened and like these people are still around I guess we'll see how that one is but part of me is like okay are these things too close and we need to pump the brakes on these series Mm -hmm. that's a really good comparison and it's also like there already was a very good documentary about that situation yeah you're right to be worried I think thank you all right well crush of the week who's your crush (laughs) you know what I am going to pick someone from inventing Anna even though he appeared and disappeared almost (laughs) immediately but um Christopher Lowell always a gem when he pops up in something um I I was actually just looking through his IMDb and I was like oh it wasn't so endearing when he was in Promising Young Woman but um always love him in Glow he's he's one of the reasons why I I may start How I Met Your Father and it was very funny because he's in zero publicity for this show but it was a nice surprise to see one of our old faves yeah it was a very fun surprise I was like kind of a little bit shocked when he showed up on screen yeah I was like oh another person that I actually recognize from things Mm -hmm. very confusing but I was happily confused that time I'm going to give my crush of the week to the character Chase he plays like her boyfriend Mm. Mm -hmm. um, played by Samar Asmani who apparently has been in a couple episodes of Succession do you remember who he is? Okay, I was trying. This is I fun. don't. Please tell me because it's been bothering me, and but not enough to actually Google it. Well, you're going to love this. I actually didn't confirm this, but I'm like 90% sure I'm right. He, I think, is the actor that Shiv cheats on Tom with. <gasps> remember when, yes. when Tom's gone? You're right. You're totally right. Because he's super hot. Yes. Like, I just remember like a hot guy. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're 100% right. Yeah. Yeah. Those lips. Uh, a lot of succession peeps. Yeah. Which is, again, Which why it should have been good. Exactly. Um, yeah. Last thing I have to say, I was also so distracted by um, Caitlin Fitzgerald, her bangs in the show. What were those? Horrible. Oh, they were so bad. I was like, aren't you supposed to be, like, rich? Yes. Well, and that was another problem I had with the storyline and, like, plot is that, like, she was clearly also maybe like a lawyer or something. And like mm-hmm. she of anyone should know. Like it didn't make sense for her character to be like all annoyed at her husband for like wanting to do a good job and do his job well. No. All the side characters were just convenient, like conveniently placed for whatever the scene needed it's like at first she was there to make her husband feel bad because she's a better lawyer than him and then suddenly she was like family first i can't believe you're putting this case over our vacation it's like huh um we haven't even talked about anders holm is in this show and is like the saddest husband in the world truly what about your baby and anna klumsky hates her baby like it was very very strange yeah, they didn't have uh, any chemistry I, at ugh. all. And, like, I just felt no. really bad for him. Yeah, 
it was it was strange it was another confusing viewpoint where it's like they want her to be like i'm kind of fighting the patriarchy and like the glass ceiling but also i was like but she's like bad at her job there's documented cases of her being bad a bad reporter and like he's coming off as nice like it's not like he's like enforcing gender roles he's just like hello i'm here i'm trying to take care of the baby in your stomach that you have don't want like it was just weird well, it was just strange and dynamic. if they're going to make up part of parts of the story to like make it more interesting or like more dramatic like mm-hmm. they did a really bad job because it felt like they made up parts to make it more boring and make less sense <laughs> because yes if anything they should have like pert- like she chose to get pregnant but like they could have portrayed her as, like, someone who was, like, pregnant and, like, wanted a family but also wanted a career. But they made it seem like she despised the fact that she was going to have a baby. And that just made me really sad. Yeah. It was messed up. Because, yeah, like, you're allowed to have conflicting feelings. But we meet her when she's, like, eight months pregnant. Mm-hmm. And she was just, like, just kind of an overall unpleasant person like one thing that was funny was when she's like he didn't even notice that i got my hair done and i was like i didn't notice it looks the same it's like slightly more clean it was like straightened like what (laughs) yeah which like we don't like that commentary on curly hair no we do not (laughs) oh gosh and i was like anna looks bad all the time bad all the time i think i saw like a tiktok that was like we need to teach this girl about deep conditioner. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, I saw the pictures of the real Anna Delvey, and, like, that was very accurate. Yes, she did great. I think that um, <sighs> Julia Garner did a good job with what she was given. Mm-hmm. I would say I she probably did the best job, actually, but. Yeah, she genuinely seemed like a different person mm-hmm. versus all of her other roles. Yeah. So. It is actually really fun to complain about. Yeah, it is. Sorry. No, don't be sorry. I I totally agree with you. I It's been a while since we didn't like a show, so mm-hmm. it was bound to happen. All right, so there you have it. The cold hard truth and facts. Cuz our opinions are our facts. <laughs> Hopefully we've saved you 9 plus hours of your life, and if we didn't catch you in time, I'm sorry, but let us know how if you felt differently than us yeah hopefully this was fun to listen to at least you get something out of watching that show (laughs) that's all we could ever ask for all right thank you bye bye